Do you hear that creepy voice? Recording in progress. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> you you talk a big game, but you're also the same person being a jerk. So I think there's a difference between talking the chalk and walking the walk. If you can hear my voice, you're back listening to To an Extent. You're joining us for episode five. Don't bully me. I'm Jeanette, and I'm your host, but I'm not the only one you're going to meet along the way. I have a great lineup of co-hosts who are going to help me answer the questions you never knew you wanted answered. So let's get into it. Hold on. I'm coming at you. Welcome back. You guys are listening to another episode of To An Extent. I've got my good friend, Mr. Christopher Combs here. How are we doing, yes. Chris? I'm doing pretty good. Hello. Uh, do me a favor. I know you, but our listeners don't. So you want to tell me a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, I like long walks with chickens and pigs. And I, um, I'm actually a uh, youth pastor in Edgerton, Ohio, Northwest Ohio area. And I, yeah, married with five kids. And I have been doing this ministry stuff for like seven years now. And I have Recently became a farmer. So there you go. You know everything you need to know about me. Brought Chris here today because we have a, a, I don't want to say it's necessarily a fun topic. It's an interesting topic. Yeah, definitely. Definitely one I think everybody's got some sort of opinion on. Uh, we're talking about bullying. So in almost all of my episodes, um, I, I think you know this about me. I enjoy fun facts. Um, some are informational. Yep. Some are really dumb. Um, and some are sad. And some are sad. Um, this, this one, um, is, is more of just a factual. So the definition of a bully, I think this is where we can jump off here is a person who habitually seeks to harm or intimidate those whom they perceive as vulnerable. Yes. Bullies. I think we've all encountered them and I think we've all had to deal with them and, or we may have been them. Yeah. And I, I'm actually really glad you read that definition because there's other definitions out there that I've heard that I'm like, no, that's not it. Like. Some there's actually somebody who tries to define a bully as someone who's just mean to me. Like, no, that's not a bully. I mean, that might be a jerk, but it's not a bully. Where the the ex- habitual seeks to harm someone who is perceived as vulnerable. Um, also, power struggle type of thing going on, trying to show that they're more powerful. Those type of definitions, I agree with. Yeah, uh, I w- I'll ask you. I'll put you on the spot. Where you you were bullied as a kid? Yes. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I actually have this belief that most people were bullied. Um, and I, I don't say all because there are some that, man, they got through school and they said, yeah, I was, I was the prom queen. I was the, the bee's knees, the best thing out there. And, and they didn't realize anyone disliked them until they got to college. And I've, I've heard that story a couple of times, but um, I've seen a lot of bullies who've actually been bullied and like, it's almost like they were bullied at one time, so they just decided to retaliate. Or their their home life tended to have that type of atmosphere where either uh, there's a harshness, or you know, mom and dad, I wouldn't again would bully ish the the person, and then they would just do the same. And so I've I felt like I've seen most people have dealt with this in one way or another. But me, I was very skinny, very very skinny kid, and I was naive and didn't understand the world exactly. So. I was taken advantage of a lot and didn't, I think it was junior high when I realized I was being bullied and messed with. 
too much. And it actually turned into a lot of anger. And, but I was so skinny. There's nothing I could do. I mean, I couldn't beat up nobody. (laughs) So, yeah. And I think that led to my aggression, which then helped me be a better wrestler. And then all of a sudden I could defend myself, but yeah, it was, I actually hate the junior high years because I feel like that's where most of this nastiness starts. And, and I would say from the psychological side, I think that's too, when you're really starting to figure things out about yourself, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? Not more of less, more or less than what your parents have said. You're starting to figure out, oh, I do like this or I do like this. I know junior high was terrible for me. I hated junior high. Like if somebody's like, would you redo it again for all? No, absolutely not. No, I I don't even know if I want to go and be a teacher in a school for junior high. I don't even know if I want to do that. Yeah. So you said you were a skinny kid, but you, you were a wrestler. Did you seek wrestling out as an outlet or did it just so happen to coincide? No, actually, um, again, fifth, sixth, seventh grade were the years I'm, I'm I think were the worst for me being bullied. And then eighth grade year is when my friend, uh, well, actually probably the summer before my eighth grade year, my friend started doing wrestling and he invited me and I said, sure, I'll try it out. And I really liked taking out my aggression on the mat. And so then we started doing tournaments and I started getting beat up by other people and that wasn't as much fun, but I just liked the practices so much that I just kept with it. And eventually I got better. So you said you realized you were being bullied. What, what do you remember what the realization was that you're like, Oh, this is not normal people just being jerks. It it was actually, um, elementary friends. Like they were friends, went to their house. They came to my house. Like our moms were friends or something like that. And those people, those specific friends, all of a sudden, like being jerks, being mean, and constant. And it was like, again, fifth or sixth grade where all of a sudden I'm like, why are they like this all the time? Like, what are they, what's their problem? And then I noticed that it just kept happening and they kept doing it. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. This is, this is not okay. And then actually one, one of the worst for me was on the school bus. Another, another thing I don't like is school bus rides. <laughs> There's a lot of bad stuff that happens on school buses, but yeah, I had a, another I would say junior high student who wanted to pick on me specifically. And I think it was because I was naive. And so he messed with me really badly. And the one day I got so sick of it, couldn't defend myself. So I stood up to go tell the bus driver. He shoved me down when I was on my way up to tell the bus driver. So, and that was all happening during those fifth, sixth, seventh grade years. And that's when I started really noticing, man, people are messing with me for no reason. Did you, did your parents know? I don't think so. That wasn't a conversation I had with them. Um, so when I was in junior high, I loved rainbows. I just love vivid colors. And it's, you know, it was one of those things. Well, junior high for us was back in 2000s. But so, so rainbow, I think it was around, but I don't think it was quite as well known for, um, for what it stands for now. And, and just the, the different lifestyles that it encompasses. And so that was that was the relentless torment that I got that, that my sexuality was questioned solely because of my, my love of color. I would come home and I just remember bawling and I'm not, typically I'm not a crier to this day. I don't know. And maybe this person is listening to the podcast that was like my tormentor. It was bad. Like to the point where I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go from here. So, and I've, 
here's the here's the crazy thing too. I've seen this adult always wanted to be like, do you do you know how bad you made high like junior high and high school for me? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Is it worth but... it? Is it really worth that conversation? I don't know. I mean, I might try to befriend them just to see what kind of person they became because that might make me feel better. Like, oh, you became a decent human being. That's good. But I, definitely the kill them with kindness. But to bring up the past, I don't know. There's a, there has to be a right moment for that. But yeah, I I have as an adult, I did go and spend some time with my bull, bullies. I don't even that sounds weird. The two different bullies specifically um, that I can name off that really tormented me. Both of them, I spent time with as an adult and they, and as an adult is when I realized, oh man, they really grew up in a horrible household in all honesty. Like it was just not good. And so that's why I'm going to keep names away, but (laughs) yeah, they, it was, it was bad. Like, and so now as an adult and I see that like their whole life is still falling apart because they never learned from their parents. They never learned from their own mistakes. I almost feel sorry for them. Uh, instead of angry at them now, but it does bring up that point. What we're talking about is uh, with bullying. What is it? Well, I, I do feel like it's, it's almost like a power struggle. What really sticks out in my head is, is somebody trying to take control or take power, and and it's easier to take power from somebody who can't defend themselves. So they usually go after the weaker or go after somebody who's not willing to fight. I mean, I, I know some small weak people that I would never want to fight because they our scrappy little people, you know, but somebody like me who was just gentle and yeah, I wasn't going to throw fists. I wasn't going to fight back. And they went after me and, and I know they did it specifically just cause I was weak. So they're like perfect example of a bully, but I do want to say I've seen many other times where somebody was just mean to someone else because they got in a something was said wrong, you know, especially with girls, like someone said something wrong and the girl's mad now. And they got mad. They're mad at each other for a week and were mean to each other for a week. And then they got over it and they're like, well, yeah, I got bullied for a week. No, you don't, you can't say that. That's not what bullying is. One week. No, I mean, months. Okay. Maybe we go to a, for me, two years of a bus ride specifically for the worst case. Yeah. That was two years of torture. So and as as we're sitting here talking, I'm trying to think back to like my school days and and just when did it switch from just playful fun? You know, you especially in smaller towns, picking on each other was not an uncommon thing. My my class size that I graduated with was 50 some kids, 53 maybe. So everybody knew everybody and you ran out of people to pick on. And I think. I think it's very intriguing to know when that line switched from when it was like, haha, to, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, that's a good question, too. Because um, there's I, 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 <laughs> three, bro- three boys in a house that I grew up in uh, definitely shows how picking on each other is a normal everyday thing. So when does it turn sour? Because, man, we've I still get my brother's grief every time I see him about just picking on them about how they all that they wish they were as smart as me, you know, always just commenting stuff like that. But we don't, like you said, it was fun. It wasn't meant to be hurtful. Yeah. Where does that shift happen? I don't know. So we, we talked a little bit about, you said your bullies definitely looking back, they grew up with not maybe the, the best influences to, to mm-hmm. help teach them right and wrong. What would you say in your experience? Cause obviously being a, a youth pastor, you've, 
you've dealt with a lot of of youth and probably a lot of seeing the side of bullying. What would you say the root causes that you're seeing? So honestly, wow, this could be, this could be dangerous, but I think it's this overinflation of self that is what's happening. Um, that's a big, I mean, I'm going deep with that comment, but I'm just looking at students today and how it's all about them and their whole world tries to make it about them. They When they get on social media, it's all about them. And I think phones have done that to us. And so that has made it worse today than ever. But I would say it's still very similar core values, like core parts of someone trying to claim power, someone trying to claim control. I think it's still what is the main culprit. Um, Somebody who's out of control is trying to claim control. And that has been the main thing I have seen. Now, I've also seen where somebody who thinks they're in control has became a bully, but that's also just to keep it. Like they're being mean to people just because they're like, I need to keep you under me. And I've, again, I might be missing something here. What do you think? What are you seeing? Because I feel like I might be missing a a little nugget. Uh, I definitely think, I think I've, I've heard it called generation me. It's, it's me, me, me. And the focus, focus has turned on to, you know, me, what is about me? What, what can I get? Um, I definitely think is, is a lot of it. And I, I'm not saying that, that they're being selfish. I think that's just how the world's had them look at it. So I think how society's brought up. I also am really thankful that social media wasn't around when I was younger, because when you got home, you could escape from all of it. Now it's in your face 24 seven. And I mean, I, I walk out of a room and I have to have my phone. I'm like, Oh wait, where did I put it? So kids growing up with that mentality that they can't unplug, I definitely think is adding to that, exacerbating it beyond beyond a reasonable amount. There's a pressure to respond quickly. Like, How dare you wait five minutes to respond to somebody? Um, I even see that in the culture. And so instant, instantaneous, always getting what you want right now. Yeah, it makes it even harder because like you said, you never really escape. When do you unplug? Because yeah, I got off the bus and I was able to go inside, go for a walk. I was out in the country or I could just go sit in my room, play video games and I could just unplug from everything. And my family weren't messing with me. I didn't have a family that made life hard. So I really could like refresh and get ready for the next day. Yeah, if you're bully, again, so we're talking about power struggle and what you just said, the phone. So power struggle goes online. So your bully, maybe most of your bullying is happening, happening online instead of actually in person. Well, man, when does that get turned off? When do you actually walk away from that? And now you start seeing that everyone's seeing what the bully's saying. And you are you believing what the bully is saying? And it makes everything worse and worse and just spirals. Well, and, and people can just be keyboard warriors. I, I've been guilty of it. I've went through and deleted things again, but I'm like, I've said some things online behind a screen where I'm not having to say it face to face that I don't know that I would say in real life. And I'm like, ooh, and knowing that I'll just go and delete it. It's fine. It's all good. But yeah, every, everybody is seeing it and everybody, you know, you don't ha- necessarily have the option. You have to choose. Do I defend myself and make, make it look like I'm trying to defend myself? Or do I just let it be and hope it dies? Yes. 
<laughs> that's you nailed something right there. It's almost sad that I mean it's good and bad because I would say there's a couple times where I man I text something up and then I just delete the whole thing. I'm not sending that, and it's good that I have that pause that that ability to stop that. Cause if I could do that with my words that come out of my mouth, Oh man, life could be better. But I think another thing that I, I you and I actually had a conversation about a couple of days ago was man, there's, there's also what you just said, the keyboard warriors, there's other people feeding into it. And so like you want to say internet trolls, I see like almost like a competition to see who can be the biggest troll, who can say the meanest thing or man, when it comes to defending something, we got to be a social warrior and defend everything. And so we don't care about anyone's actual feelings or how mean we're being. We're just, we're putting on our, our body armor and going to war online. And that, I think that's breeding more and more of the online bully, which is sad. Yeah. And everybody's got to have the last word so that I think that helps feed it too. So yeah, recently, and it's so hard not to watch because recently I just read an exchange on, on social media between grown people just berating each other over something that, you know, in my mind is something as simple of, Hey, I know your intentions were, were genuine and hearty. I think, you know, it's all good. Do you mind taking down the post? And oh, yep, absolutely. My bad. And it blew up to it. Like it was, it's, I feel bad saying it, but it was really great reading material. And I'm like, oh, what's the drama? What's the drama? What's, and I'm like, <laughs> consciously, I'm like, I shouldn't be so absorbed into this. This is, this is terrible. But also I can't look away. Who's, who's going to say the what training, next? Right? Yeah. So obviously with kids, kids, especially dealing with that. I w- I, there's obviously no magic wand. No, you could say whatever you want, you know, don't feel that way. Or, you know, there's people on your side, but realistically, what's, what steps that we as adults can do to make it better? Not that you're necessarily going to have the answers, but what are things that you're seeing? So, so for one, um, humility is the biggest thing that's going to help eliminate some bullying. Um, humility in yourself uh, makes it harder for a bully to attack you because you uh, and not, not the humility, the fake stuff where you're like, Oh, I'm so bad. I'm so lowly. No, like humility in that. I know that I'm not the greatest. I know my flaws. I know what I'm working on. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm happy down here. I'm not trying to put myself up higher than I am. That kind of humility will actually help. Um, I think both sides because the, the bully wants to prove themselves and they need to be humbled a lot of times. Like the bully never is a humble person. They always have pride or something that's really pushing them. And then on the other side, the person's getting bullied. Uh, they, they're doing something that's feeding into what the bully wants. So if you're being bullied, you are definitely um, giving in something. And maybe they want you to be emotionally messed up. Well, we need to get that under control. And if so I'm saying all that to say, like, we need to help with that. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, so I'm just going to, for instance, myself, uh, I have a big nose and big ears. Yeah, it's okay. I do. And you know what? Somebody likes me just the way I am. So you don't like it. It's fine. Whatever. Like, cool. 
you, you think I look like Dumbo? I wish I could fly like Dumbo. Just letting it go, like just letting it all flow um, would help both sides. But then I think that's, that's not real world steps, I guess. That's a, <laughs> the whole world needs to humble itself. But well, and I mean, junior high, your voice is cracking, you know, you're developing oh, insecurity galore. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Trying to find yourself in your own skin and just be comfortable. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know that that happened for me until I was in my twenties. So, so maybe that's what we say is for junior highs, especially for junior high, small things for a parent. For me, I would say to my own kids is, um, always telling them how I love them as a parent. I'm always trying to speak life into them. Like, man, Grayson, my son is really good at art and man, he's learning the piano really well too. So I keep making those comments. I'll say those things to him and my girls, uh, when they, you know, do something, um, kind of goofy, uh, you know, I say something like, Oh, that was silly. That made me laugh. I, I like that. You know, like it's not a making fun of them. It's a, Oh, that was actually enjoyable. Um, you're good. You're getting really good at reading and all those things, not to, again, not to build them up and build up their pride, but to let them know, like, you know what, you're accepted by me. And then another step would be to allow them to have a break from the bully, because if we don't take phones away or, or have some shut off time, I think we're never going to be able to, to get away from it. And I think adults are probably struggling more with the bully still, if they're not getting offline, if they're not actually sitting down without a um, connection to the world. Uh, it, you can watch, if you're a TV person, watch some TV, but put the phone down. Like we don't need to be on all those social media things. If, if we're still dealing with people messing with us, picking on us, we need to be again okay by ourselves. And maybe that's the hard part. Well, even, even the same advice, you know, the you're accepted by me. I think for, for kids having, having an environment and being another another person who's not mom that's not family speaking into their lives that hey no like that's awesome you know good job or whatnot speaking in is helpful but i also think the same goes for adults too going out of your way and i've said it before in the podcast i'm not a praise person i am not somebody who oh, easily you're right yeah easily gives out compliments and i need to get better but being able to recognize like hey you did an awesome job at that i just want to let you know like you probably already know, but I just wanted to verbalize it. And as much as and back to episode one, you know, shut up. Thank you. And shut up. Just take the compliment. Even if you're like, nah, whatever. For me, at least it's like, okay, I'll take it. Like I'll, I'll hear it. And I'm like, okay, there's a little validation that I'm, I'm doing the right thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not great with adults giving them praise. And I know that. So that would be helpful just to maybe have a, a person though. You don't want to just count on everybody. That's where we get ourselves in trouble too, but to have a person who's your person. So for me, my wife and I have a really good, close relationship and I make, I even pass stuff by her. Like, Oh, I feel really horrible about this right now. Am I like the worst human being in the world? Like I'll even pass that by her just to hear her tell me like, no, Chris, this is there. They probably got issues too. You know, like, so um, that helps to have that person. And I know, uh, for me, it's easy. Like I'm, I'm married to her. I'm around her a lot. She should be my main person. And then I have a guy across the street. who's a good friend and we will do the same thing and just pass some things by each other. Like, Hey, this is what's going on. How do you think I should handle this? And it, and it just really, again, it's affirmation. It's again, good friendship where they will call me out. If I am being a butthead, they'll tell me 
Um, so maybe that's what every one of us needs is that good friend or whatever that looks like. They need somebody. Yeah, definitely. I think community, community, don't isolate yourself, especially when you're feeling, if you're feeling the effects of being a bully, being, not being a bully. Being effects, bullied. Yeah. If you're feeling the effects of, of being bullied, you know, that just downtrodden, I think it's, it's, it's habit. I'm going to isolate myself because obviously if one person's saying it, everybody must be feeling it and finding that community, which, you know, it's, it's not the sole focus of this podcast, but I think definitely community and, and having faith in those people to help build you up in that um, are definitely big parts too. you know, finding something, finding something to stick to and, and lead you with purpose and direction and knowing that today is just one day. Tomorrow will be better. I had a thought in my head and I'm like, do I share this? Do I keep it to myself? But no, really there is a, when you have a, you know, a spiritual thing going on where your, your spirit is, is at peace, is at rest. Um, you don't have all this turmoil going on. And, and I think if you, the turmoil causes you to go to one end or the other, to be bullied because you already are a mess and people see it and people start pointing it out. Or the other side of it is where you become the bully because the turmoil inside of you is, is kind of lashing out. Um, I guess my thought was like you, for us, we say Jesus. Well, Jesus helps us um, to, to see the world differently. We see ourselves as forgiven by his great sacrifice, and we are called to live a better life, a different life. So we don't hold grudges. We don't get angry um, at every little thing people do. We are quick to forgive because, you know, we were forgiven. Uh, we know we have a lot of flaws and problems, and we're accepted by Jesus. So we try to accept others. And that just that itself makes us less likely to bully because, well, I, I, why would I bully that person? I know they got issues just like I got issues. and. And why would I hold a grudge against them when my God doesn't hold a grudge against me? And so that right there, I mean, I'm going to call that out. If you get closer to Jesus, you ain't going to, you ain't going to want to bully anybody. And also um, I think it'll give you that peace inside that allows you to deal with the bully um, with love. I mean, let's just even quote a Bible verse right there and say, uh, it says your enemy, um, you kill them with kindness. Kindness to your enemy is like pouring hot coals on their head. And that's like a proverb. <laughs> You're like, wow. So the worst thing I can do for my enemy is be kind to them. That doesn't make sense to most people, but how angry would the bully be when he's trying to get you to cry and you just keep loving him? Like, Hey man, like, I don't, I don't like when you push me. Do you want a cookie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you fight a bully? Well, you try to make them your friend, right? And that would yep. that would definitely destroy everything they're. It would definitely destroy everything they're trying to do to you. Well, and I've I've got I got two thoughts on that. Uh, my biggest piece of advice I've ever given um, students or whatever, um, especially from being on the bullied side, is definitely um, don't give them anything. And this isn't even a, a religious thing. When they're like, "You're stupid," okay. Like, what are you going to say to that? Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're extra stupid, probably. <laughs> Some days, depends but, on the day. Like, you're not even fully coming to an agreement, but you're just like giving them nothing to fire back on. Because obviously you could argue, I'm not stupid. And it's just that back and forth. Well, when you give them nothing, that's been my best defense. And that's once I learned that, then I was like, all right, 
it still sucks because I don't like hearing those things, but it's a little easier because they don't fire as much back at me. You're right. But then the extra, so not giving anything back for sure, but then the extra of going, man, something's going on inside them. Just realizing that, realizing that those people are people. There's no real like monsters in all honesty. There's people who had really wrong thoughts and it caused them to do really bad things over history. But in all reality, they thought they were right. They thought something completely wrong inside of them, obviously, but there's not an actual like boogeyman that we're chasing after. Like whoever you did get bullied by there, just know, hopefully you're comforted by that, that they're, they're people and they have issues and that's why they're doing what they're doing. And so that makes it even easier to like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to be mean to them. Like they're mean to me. Like they need somebody to like them. Maybe that's why they're so mean. They don't have anybody. So that's interesting. But, but uh, the, the, the second conversation that, that came into my head is you had made the comment about, um, you know, being, being aligned, aligned with your faith um, is also the catch 22. Cause I've heard it time and time again. I've even heard it today with, with coworkers. Um, that, that Christians and, and people who claim faith are also the biggest hypocrites. You, you talk a big game, but you're also the same person being the jerk. So I think there's a difference between talking the chalk and walking the walk. And I think, I think a lot of people can claim to be a lot of things and not saying that you, you know, you shouldn't go by what people claim, but there's going to definitely be a difference between somebody who's walking the walk and, and, even if it's not Christianity, it's it's whatever it is, versus those who just say that they're they're doing those things, it's gonna be very apparent if you spend much time with them. That's true. And that's something we we speak on a lot is you claim to follow Christ, but if you're not following his teachings, then you're not really following him. And a lot of his teachings are um again living a quiet life. So for one, you're not yelling at everyone about how sinful they are. You are loving your enemy, loving everyone, which again, people struggle with, and you're not screaming at people to love someone. And so there's a lot of that where in all honesty, the real Christians, the, the ones who are really following Jesus, the way we should be, you probably won't notice because they, they should be uh, the quiet, loving uh, best friends you could ever have type of people. They're not the, in all honesty, they're not the ones shouting at each other. They're not the ones online. And so when you say, oh, they're a Christian, they go to that church and they, those people, um, I would not say they fully understand what the Christian walks about. And I've had those conversations too. Like, Hey, I just saw you post this online and you're being a big jerk to a big group of people. You should probably take it down. It makes you look really bad. And I've had that conversation a couple of times. Because like you claim to be Christian, but that's not Christian. So yeah. are we are we hypocrites though? Yes. I, I'm still a hypocrite if you want to look at it that way, because there's still a lot of things where I'm like, we we want to make the world better and we, we want to do these things better. And we say what's wrong, we point out what's wrong, and we're trying to do what's right, but we also say inside of us we have this battle that we want to do wrong. Every human being wants to do wrong, we want to be selfish. And all that side wins. So yeah, there's a little bit of hypocrisy you'll see in everyone, I believe. Yeah, I would agree with that. So the the follow up then is as adults, as as just human beings on the planet, where do we go from here? How do we make the world a better place one day at a time at this point and 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 help? So 
definitely uh, putting down the keyboard. We don't need to be the keyboard warrior anymore or putting down the phone. I don't know. Does anybody have an actual keyboard anymore? But <laughs> yeah, if we put down the keyboard, I think that would be a big help um, in stopping the online stuff. Like we don't use it for your pictures of food and your pictures of kids and have fun <laughs> with it. Um, Listen, it should listening be to podcasts. useful, right? Useful, growing, connecting with others. That's what you should use it for. That should be your goal. Uh, but if you're on there and you're trying to correct others, that's not what it was intended for. And it's actually a really horrible tool to do that with. So that would be one step is for us to do that. But another step would be to defend the weaker, to stand up for those who need us, you know, like defending the weak, the ones who um, have no one else. And even, you know, widows and orphans taking care of those who are all alone. And- and know that when you do, you're going to get some fire back too. Oh yeah, for sure. But that's like what you said. Why don't we stand in the middle between the two and take some of that fire? And then what you said, not return a bit of it, like not even giving them a response. And I think a lot of it starts with the conversation. Kind of like just, hey, don't bully them. Or, hey, you know what? I see you. I acknowledge you. You are who you are and I'm good with it. Yep. And I, I've actually... Again, with students, it's usually easier to see at first. Students are uh, not as sly as they think they are. So I've I've went up to a couple of students who were being bullied, and my conversation with them was like, "Hey, I, I see what's going on. I do, and, and I'm sorry that person acts that way. But can you and I just talk? I just want to get to know you more." I, th- I think kids, especially too, just being able to be seen and be heard, I think can can do a world of difference. I may not understand a single word that you say, and I may not understand the gravity of why it is so important what lunch table you are sitting at or whatever the case may be, but I hear you and I acknowledge that that's a big deal. So That's hard sometimes to acknowledge they're a student's big deal. Even, even another adult sometimes, you're like, I don't, I'm not in the same situation. I don't get why this is such a thing, but that's, I mean, that's good though. Maybe that's what, what I, I need to hear today is like, <laughs> hey, um, it's a big deal to them. And so you should just acknowledge that because there's some times where I hear somebody's big deal and I go, that that sounds pretty small. But yeah, like you said, it it's a big deal to them. And maybe just that acknowledgement opens the door that we can have more conversations instead of just shutting them down and going, hey, just get over it. Yeah. Well, Chris, do you have any final thoughts or anything else that you want to throw in there? from our conversation. I guess my final thought would be that uh, let's call out the real bullying and, and try to stop the, the fakes, the fake blames or the fake, the fake claims. And when real bullying is happening, um, I think that the best option for us is to step in. And, and if anyone out there has kids and you're worried about your kids being bullied, that all starts with you being that person for your kids. And being in their world, having conversations, being a friend to them, then you'll be able to help them get through it. Because like I said, I think most people are going to deal with a bully of some sort throughout their life. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's all we've got today for uh, episode five. I'm here with uh, Chris. Feel free to reach out on any of our socials, even though we just told you how bad social media can be. Go ahead and use it for good. Reach out to us. Use it for good. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can shoot us an email. 
Uh, we would love to talk to you. That's it for To an Extent.